2: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco, along with your co-host, James Rapine. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. James, if you're anything like me, you were watching those playoff games yesterday, minding your own business as a Bengals journalist, in my case, a Bengals fan and podcaster, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Bengals hired a coach. And, and then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere... You're, you're looking into the coaches they interviewed and, and how they ended up hiring said coach. And, oh, they hired another coach, promoted another coach more, more accurately. So, Mock Draft Monday, going to get pushed today. We have important Bengals news to talk about. The Bengals made two coaching hires, or decisions, on Saturday. One of those, the return of Frank Pollock to Cincinnati after two years, Coaching under Adam Gase in New York, he will be the offensive line coach and run game coordinator. So he tacks on run game coordinator to his title that he didn't have the last time he was in Cincinnati for one year under Marvin Lewis. And at wide receivers coach, former assistant wide receiver coach Troy Walters, who has some ties to Zach Taylor James, has been promoted. He'll replace Bob Bicknell, whose contract I believe was up. So two new coaches on the offensive side of the ball. No new coaches yet on the defensive side of the ball. And running backs coach still unfilled. But a lot of Bengals players, James, very happy that Frank Pollock has returned. A lot of Bengals fans also pretty happy, I think, to see Frank Pollock come back. But does the hiring of Pollock, what what does that tell us about who's involved in the hiring process? Because to me, we get different stories for each of these decisions on its face. If you just judge the book by its cover, you would think different people made both of these hires. It does, because if you look at Troy Walters,
0: a longtime college coach, joins the Bengals last year as an assistant. Bob Bicknell, you're right, his contract ran out. I was told it was a mutual parting of the ways where both sides just said, okay, right? So Bicknell was okay with moving on as well. So that clears the deck. You you promote Troy Walters. That feels like Zach Taylor. On the flip side, Frank Pollock, who comes from the Marvin Lewis, and I get it was one year, but the Marvin Lewis coaching tree, Marvin wanted Paul Alexander gone for a while, (laughs) gets his way in 2018, brings in a guy in Frank Pollock who has a good rapport with the players. You saw it. I mean, Joe Mixon, I'm not sure there's a, a man more excited than Joe Mixon for the hiring of Frank Pollock. I think that's why he probably got that title of run game coordinator as well because of that relationship as much as anything and so could I see a scenario where Zach Taylor wanted to hire Frank Pollock just straight up sure I can and and if he wants to say that and he will say that that he hired him that's fine at the same time you can't help but put the connections together and connect the dots and think okay well Joe Mixon's probably vouching for this guy other players are vouching for this guy the front office knows him. Uh, the other people in this organization knows him. Of course, he was on their list. And, and so that, that's why I suggested him last week. It wasn't that I thought it was necessarily likely or going to happen or that I knew something. It was as simple as, let's look at the Bengals, what they've done historically. Well, they had some success with Frank Pollock, and it felt like they were going in the right direction. So why not pivot and go back to him? And so if, if you're going to kind of speculate on who's making the decision, I would absolutely say, the front office uh, at least put a a heavy suggestion in Zach Taylor's ear to hire Frank Pollack. And and maybe I'm wrong, but but I, I would say that that's,
3: that's more likely than not. On its face, James, I absolutely agree with you. It would appear that Frank Pollack is very much a front office led decision. Here's the other side. And here's what we know. We know for sure that they interviewed three offensive line coach candidates. That was reported by Jay Morrison at The Athletic. They interviewed Hank Fraley. They interviewed Frank Pollock. And they interviewed Minnesota assistant offensive line coach Phil Rosher. Now, what do all of these guys have in common, James? Well, they have a couple things in common. One, they all worked under coaches who ran a similar style of offense. They all ran the air Coryell, which I put way too much time into learning about in the last few days. I don't think that it necessarily indicates that there's sweeping change coming to the Cincinnati Bengals. The last time they ran a variant of the air core offense was under Bill Lazor in 2018 when Frank Pollock was in town. And two of these guys, Phil Rosher and Frank Pollock, both worked directly for Bill Callahan. Frank Pollock worked under Bill Callahan in Dallas. He inherited Bill Callahan's offensive line. When Bill Callahan left, he went to Washington. And Phil Rosher worked for Bill Callahan in Washington. He was promoted to the offensive line coach in Washington when Callahan was the assistant offensive line coach. I'm not sure what exactly the connection would be for Hank Fraley. I'm not sure where that name came from. He does come from very similar offensive systems. He worked under Norv Turner in Minnesota before he went to Detroit. Worked under Jim Bob Cooter there for some period of time. So some similar principles for all of these guys in the running game. All these guys like fullbacks. All these guys like running that old school style of gap power running, which you wouldn't think is something that the Bengals would be interested in. You would expect them to stay in that wide zone kind of stuff. And I'm sure Frank Pollock can do that. I'm sure he knows how to run that style of running game. But you go back to 2018, the last time the Bengals had really a, a very successful running game with Joe Mixon, averaging nearly five yards per carry. That's what I assume they want to get back to with the Frank Pollock hire. And the other thing about Pollock that, that stands out is none of the schematic stuff. But out of all these guys, he's the most experienced. And my impression is that he is the most well-renowned for his ability to teach technique ability to develop talent so well if you go back the last three years not necessarily the best results in Cincinnati or New York he at least has that reputation and he was very well liked in Cincinnati so those are two huge huge factors in his favor coming up next we'll talk a little bit more about the Frank Pollock hire and why he was the guy what were the other factors in his favor And we'll also talk a little bit about the Troy Walters promotion. But today is probably your last day to get your bets in on Ohio State or Alabama for that national championship game. BetOnline.ag currently has the Ohio State Buckeyes as eight and a half point underdogs. And if you think they're going to win straight up, that's plus 245. They have Alabama heavily favored in this matchup. But I know a lot of you really believe in Ohio State. And if you want to put your money where your mouth is, You can go check it out at betonline.ag, the only sportsbook we use and we trust here on Lockdown Bengals. They've got all of your sports betting needs covered from player props to live betting to straight up betting on games the old-fashioned way. If you want to get your money on Ohio State, you want to get in on the action, betonline.ag will match your initial deposit up to 50% right now. You can use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up for that welcome bonus. That's a 50% deposit welcome bonus over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The other interesting thing about the Frank Pollock hires, when you compare him to Jim Turner, I don't know if they could be more opposite in their experience and in their approach, because what do we know about Jim Turner? He was this drill sergeant, hard-ass guy, former Marine. But th- the problem was, is, is he rubbed the players the wrong way. <laughs> there were guys in that locker room, and this is undeniable, that did not like Jim Turner, that did not believe in him, did not believe in his ways. You had to find someone the players believed in. And and Pollock is a safe hire because guess what? The guy that that's really going to be kind of leading the show, obviously on the ground, Joe Mixon, is a huge Frank Pollock fan. And it's not just him. The, the team issued a statement with Trey Hopkins praising him. And look, if you're going to be bringing in Penny Sewell or you're going to be bringing in any of these guys, heck, you want to attract a top free agent at offensive line. I think having Frank Pollock as your offensive line coach, hey, this is the guy you're going to roll with. Not only did he play in the league, but he's coached at all these different spots, all these different teams. He's seen all these things and he's relatable and the players love him easier to attract it becomes a much more uh attractive destination i'm not saying that's that they're suddenly gonna have offensive linemen begging to come to the Bengals, but it does matter especially if the money's close if it's jim turner or frank pollock i do think that matters so i I think that those are many uh, you know the the high-end qualities and things that they needed to look at and, and had to have been high on the priority list when replacing a guy like jim turner because of how unsuccessful he was in his two seasons with the
3: Bengals. There's no drama following Frank Pollock around either, and I personally am a fan of that. So I, I like the hire. I was shocked. I mean, everyone heard me say last week, "You were like, oh yeah, Frank Pollock," and I'm like, "There's no way. I, I can't <laughs> see that happening." Like they they didn't seem to part ways on the best of terms in 2019. Like it just it just didn't seem like something that was even on the table. But yeah, out of the three guys I interviewed. Hard to deny he was the best candidate. Although I did like Hank Fraley, I like I sure. like his his limited, you know, somewhat limited resume by comparison. It appears on paper they got the best guy available for the job, and you have to give them credit for that.
0: I agree with that, and, and I I also think that when you go back to to 2018 in that season, and then Pollock departing, some blamed it on Taylor, some blamed it on on Pollock, and some were were kind of questioning it, right? And I, I did a little digging or whatever you want to say Pollock made the decision to leave based on people I talked to before Taylor was even officially hired and if you remember the Rams went to the Super Bowl and Pollock probably had one year left on his deal well he didn't want to leave his fate into this coach that he didn't know that the hands of that coach so I think he opted to go let's let's go with the, the sure thing with the Jets on the flip side I I, I would look Taylor was so committed to Jim Turner that he didn't go after Bill Callahan last year. <laughs> okay. So odds are Pollock made the right decision because I think Taylor might've said, see ya, a few weeks after he took that New York jets, New York jets job.
3: Yeah. I think that's actually a really good point, James. Like Frank Pollock in that situation sees there's a new head coach coming in. He may or may not want to keep me. I do have connections to Zach Taylor. I mean, they both have the Bill Callahan connection, and that is a very common thread if you look at some of the guys that, that they've brought in, but for job security reasons, right? I'm going to go take the Jets job because I might not have a job here in Cincinnati, and then I could be effectively putting myself out of head offensive line coach job in the NFL, which clearly is something that you know he thinks he should be doing. It's what he's been doing now for a pretty long time, and the, the positives, I would say, in his favor are the Bengals didn't take very many sacks in 2018 and they ran the ball really, really well. And then he went to New York and, you know, Adam Gase, I think, is just an absolute cluster as a head <laughs> coach. And so I think that it's a little bit hard to read into anything that happened too much that could have been Frank Pollock's responsibility. But Duke Manyweather really likes him. If you put any stock into Duke Manyweather's opinion, he's the offensive line trainer out there, runs the offensive line masterminds camp that a lot of top-tier offensive linemen go and participate in. And he really likes Frank Pollock. He he talked about the work he did this year with Pat Elfline, and obviously Mekhi Becton, the, the Jets' early draft pick this year, played really well in New York. And, and that guy's just a monster. And Frank Pollock oversaw his transition to the NFL. Billy Price, another guy that works with Duke Manyweather, effusive in his praise in the Bengals.com article, and, and I think he was also mentioned in the Athletic article, some, some, of his, some of his quotes, effusive in his praise of Frank Pollock. So there there's some things here that you can really get behind that you can really like. And for me, you look at the situation Frank Pollock's coming into, two lame duck seasons potentially for head coaches if things don't turn around. I mean, I hope for his sake and for our sake that, you know, he he does get it turned around and he's a big reason that this offense gets going in the right direction. So he gets multiple years. So he gets some continuity in Cincinnati and gets to kind of build his own program because he's really never really had that chance. He inherited Callahan's program in Dallas and it went pretty well for three years. But Dallas fans were ready to run him out of town. I didn't really understand that at the time. I thought he did a pretty good job down there, you know, personally, but he's never really had the chance to build his own program. And he does have that chance here in Cincinnati to, to find and develop his own guys. And when we look at uh, who made this decision, where is it
0: coming from? Uh, if you're Frank Pollock, would you rather be the offensive line coach for lame duck, Zach Taylor or Eric Biennium? Or insert whatever coach that's going to get a job over the next couple of weeks. And there are six vacancies. Heck, Urban Meyer, right? Let's just throw it out there, right? More stability with those jobs. So if I'm Pollock, I probably did communicate with the front office. Hey, I'd love to be run game coordinator. Hey, I'd love to get get a a two-year deal or something. Maybe they, they said, hey, even if Zach isn't here, we plan on keeping you around because we know you're going to get the most out of this offensive line. I don't know that, but I'm sure those conversations had to be had for him to make this decision now. Heck, what if the jets hired someone that was like, Oh, you know, a game changer at head coach. And and Frank wanted to stay there And, and he made his decision before any of these other vacancies were filled before all these other dominoes across the league were going to fall. And so I, I think that's a, another dynamic here. And, and it's, it's good. I think it's a good move for the Bengals, but it, it is interesting because you wonder who's pulling the strings, who's calling the shots, because if he left in 2019 because of a, a potential weird season, weird position with Zach Taylor being hired, I would assume he would have the same foresight right now. And yet he is taking the Bengals job knowing that Zach Taylor 625 and 1.
3: That's certainly very possible. You you may or may not be underselling the familiarity that this coaching staff has with Frank Pollock and that that Bill Callahan connection that was clearly very important in this coaching search. So that everything you just said could one hundred percent be true. It could also be true that you know all the other coaches that were out there don't know Frank Pollock very well, and you know he he had you know these guys know. I think where their connections are, where they're likely to get jobs. So maybe he saw this as his best path, just like in 2019, his best path to coaching an NFL offensive line. Could be that could be, could be the thing you said, you know, this is, this is job stability for him, regardless of Zach Taylor could be, he believes in Zach Taylor, who knows, right? Like Mm -hmm. this could be any, any number of directions could be, Hey, Brian Callahan, I worked for your dad and, and I, I think you're a good kid. You know who who knows i'm I'm totally speculating on all this stuff. I don't know that it necessarily indicates that the front office is calling the shots. is all I'm saying. It, it certainly could but but I think that there's a, enough of an argument that it's unclear to me a little bit from the outside and and when you put in the Troy Walters hire, Troy Walters is one hundred percent a Zach Taylor guy and let's talk a little bit about Troy Walters. Coming up next. Built
0: bars are the number one protein bars on the planet. You hear us talking about them all the time here at Locked On Bengals. And look, it's January. You're trying to get in better shape, shake off that quarantine weight that we've all put on. Built bars can help you get there. And you're not going to sacrifice taste with built bars. Oh, no, no. 18 amazing flavors. Every single bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to choose. It doesn't matter whether it's the mint brownie, the double chocolate, the apple almond crisp, carrot cake, whatever your fancy peanut butter brownie, they're consistent and they taste great each and every time. And the best part about Built Bars, they're healthy. They're going to help you reach your fitness goals because they're high, high, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calorie, high in fiber, perfect. For you. So check out everything they have to offer right now at builtbar.com. Use promo code LockedOn. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LockedOn for 20% off at builtbar.com.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: So James, let's talk a little bit about the Troy Walters hire. Troy Walters and Zach Taylor go back to Texas A&M together. Zach Taylor was there from 2008 to 2011 as a graduate assistant. Of course, Zach Taylor also played quarterback in Nebraska, where Walters most recently coached. He coached at the University of Nebraska from 2018 to 2019. But back in 2010, 2010 to 2011, Troy Walters was a wide receiver coach at Texas A&M. So, back in 2010 to 2011, Zach Taylor, graduate assistant, Troy Walters, wide receiver coach. <laughs> Oh, how the turntables, Jake. How the turntables. It really does. And and Troy Walters is a guy who's had a lot of success at the collegiate level. A lot of success down at, at UCF in Florida. He improved the Nebraska offense. The Nebraska team wasn't very good, but he got that offense performing. Troy Walters is a guy with a very, very impressive resume, quite frankly. I went back and looked at it. And for some reason... You know, he has to come be an assistant wide receivers coach in the NFL, despite a lot of a lot of experience with being a wide receiver coach and offensive coordinator. I think he had five years of college offensive coordinator experience that, that went pretty well. So I'm, I'm pretty happy for this guy to get a promotion, to get a shot, to move up the ladder a little bit, because quite frankly, this could be a bit of a hidden gem. I mean, we don't know anything about him, really. Assistant wide receivers coach, how much of an impact can you have? But just a track record is pretty impressive for Troy Walters. And I heard players like him
0: continuing the theme that the wide receiver room likes him a lot and uh, was impressed by him. And so you're right. I mean, you look at that resume and I had to do a, a triple take. And I was like, all right, there, there's no more uh, you know NFL experience from a coaching standpoint. But he played seven years in the league. He bounced around all over the the collegiate ranks and, and not just year in, year out like he was in places for a while. And he's been coaching for over a decade, right? That's that's what you want to see, and and I, I think that that's that's part of it. Is I'm sure Bob mcnell is is looking because I I was told it was mutual is looking around at all these potential vacancies and saying, okay, I'll be able to land somewhere pretty quickly. And at the same time, the Bengals were like, man, we really like this guy in Troy Walters. Mcnell's up anyway, why not give him a shot? So I agree there, and I don't think. I think this much is clear. Zach is, his input is being received. It isn't just Mike Brown is picking his coaches and and that's it, (laughs) right? I I don't think that at all, and that's not what I'm trying to suggest. But I I do think that the Troy Walters hire has some upside, and I think there's a good reason or a good reason why he he was promoted versus bringing someone in from the outside or uh, whatever the case may be, retaining Bicknell, et cetera.
3: Here's some fun facts about new Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver coach, Troy Walters. He went to college station for for his high school. That's probably how he ended up coaching at Texas A&M. He played his college football at Stanford, where he was a consensus All-American in 1999, James. He was the Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year, and he was the Belitnikov Award winner. I mean, the, the award that Randy Moss won a few years earlier, Randy Fitzgerald won a few years later, Troy Walters won right in the middle. And obviously his NFL career, you know, 2000 to 2007, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Arizona, Detroit. He was a fifth round pick, now 44 years old, getting his shot to coach receivers in the NFL. And, and as I said, and as I've said on Twitter, very impressive resume. Right. And so I I personally feel really good about this hire. And that upside you talked about really makes a lot of sense. And you're
0: talking about a guy that could be molding. We focus so much on the offensive line coach and who's going to be who Pollock now is going to be molding. But even before he got hired. Right. Can you really let Jim Turner get his hands on Penny Sewell? Like that was a legit question. Well, Troy Walters is a guy that could be getting a Jamar Chase in his garage in a few months. Could be getting Devonta Smith in his garage in a couple of months, and even if it isn't one of those guys, it's going to be someone. They're going to add a wide receiver or two, and maybe it's a veteran, maybe it's a, a rookie, which I, I think is likely. And and so this is the guy that's going to help mold and shape them. He's already got a relationship with T. Higgins that can continue, right? He, he's got a relationship with Tyler Boyd that can continue. Odd and Tate and stuff. So that that's that that's the part. Not only continuity, but whoever you were going to hire to be the wide receivers coach was going to get his hands on potentially a top pick in the draft. And Walters is a guy you mentioned his NFL experience. I love that. I love having former NFL players that have grinded, not just got handed, have grinded in the coaching ranks and understand. So, so they they're on both sides of it now. And, and he's got a, a, a good grasp of, of things. Like I said, players like him from what I've heard. And that, uh, that should bode well for the Bengals wide receiver core
3: a finalist one year when he was at UCF for assistant coach of the year in the college ranks, Troy Walters, a welcome promotion for the Cincinnati Bengals. And on this early weekend in January, as the offseason gets going, I think you have to be happy with these two coaching hires for first sets for the Bengals, regardless of who made them, whether it's a front office or Zach Taylor or some permutation some combination of those two parties making these choices. They appear on paper to me to be good choices for the Cincinnati Bengals. That doesn't mean they're going to work out. It doesn't mean they're not going to work out, but I think there's plenty of reason for optimism and for general appreciation or approval. If we were to do an approval poll of these two coaching hires, maybe we will, James, let's do an approval poll. We'll do it on the Lockdown Bengals Twitter account. Go tell us if you approve of the Bengals hiring of Frank Pollock and promotion of Troy Walters.
0: And then we'll update everyone with the results of that poll on tomorrow's show. Plus, Jake, we can talk about the draft.
3: Yeah, Mock Draft Monday. Uh, you, you know how, how loath I am to push Mock Draft Monday off a day. We had to do it today to talk about these coaching hires. So for this week... It will remain recorded on Monday, out for you on Monday night or Tuesday, whenever you choose to listen. Until then, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.